Welcome to the Senior Dog Revolution, where we discuss how to give our senior dogs the best life they deserve, where age is just a number and health and happiness of our senior pets is a priority. Hello, senior dog pet parents. Welcome to Senior Dog Revolution podcast. This is Monica Tarantino, and I'm so glad you guys are here. So today we're going to actually dive into a topic that will make many people feel a little bit uncomfortable, but I think that there's actually going to be a lot of pet parents that are going to really want insight on this topic, and that's the topic of losing a pet. And specifically what I'm going to talk to you guys about today is going to be this tradition that myself and my fiance have um, that we actually do after we lose a pet. And I'm going to really focus on that. I'll talk a little bit about the grief of losing a pet because I don't think I can talk about the tradition without talking about just how important dogs and cats and all the pets that we have really are to us. But today's going to really focus on just that post-loss tradition. And in the future, what I hope to do for you guys is actually really actually have a true podcast episode with um, Dr. Katie Lawler, who is a clinical psychotherapist on grief and what that is like for pet parents. Because even though I work with many pet parents, you know, actually day in and day out, I see pet parents losing their pets and I see all that goes into it and all that follows it. Despite intimately working with people with it and helping guide them. I'm not a therapist, right? So today what I'm going to really focus on is just my experience as both a pet parent and as a veterinarian and share with you guys what I really think about grief a little bit and then also what my post-loss tradition and tradition is and why it's so important to our family. So let's get into the podcast episode. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about grief to just to start um, over losing pets because it's a very real thing. And if you've gone through this recently, then you know it for sure. Actually, part of the reason why I'm even doing this podcast right now is because several of the members in our online communities have just lost a dog. And so I really wanted to, I want to just make sure the podcast community actually has a resource as well, which is why we're talking about it today. So losing a pet is devastating. There is no other way to describe it. It's extremely hard. And part of us even owning dogs is that, or even owning a senior dog especially, is that we have to understand that we are loving a creature that we will likely outlive. And even worse um, is that our bond to them and our love for them, I equate it to that of how I love a family member. If I think about it even more, the way that we love our pets is similar to the way that a parent loves a child. And I I know there's a lot of different feelings on that, but that is what I think it it just equates to the most. And so, you know, that love that we have for them, that bond that we have with them is extremely deep. And so when we actually go and we lose our pet that we loved, like when I lost my soul dog, Frodo, it was nothing short of devastating for me. And, um, I struggled a lot for a long time after losing him of feeling just lost, uh, as a person, I'm going to just try not to kind of tear up here because he's so special to me, but you know, you feel extremely lost without that family member who was literally your companion for every hour of every day, as much as they possibly could have. And so it's a very, very real thing. So if you're going through that, just want you to know that yes, the grief of losing a pet is real. 
Um, when I spoke to Dr. Katie Lawler, who I'll be referencing a lot in this podcast, one of the first things that she said about the loss of pets and pet loss grief is that there is a, a large amount of stigma around it in our society. So many workplaces actually don't understand just how much these pets really mean to people and just how difficult it can be on pet parents. And so you might have a, a workplace that you know, you want to call in and, and take a few days off and they may not understand that's pretty common. Um, but just know that yes, when you lose a pet, it is a very big deal. And I, I do personally think that it does warrant taking some time off because there's a whole new reality that you kind of have to adjust to. And that can be really challenging for a lot of us. Um, and there's actually many people, many of my clients, many people that I've met just over the years as a vet that, you know, they're, animal is the living creature that they are closest to in this whole world. So more so than family, some of them don't have family they're close to, they don't have friends they're close to, and they've bonded very closely to these animals. And so animals are extremely important to us. So now that we've discussed the way that grief feels after losing a pet a little bit and how pet loss grief is a very legitimate type of grief that doesn't really get the recognition that I think that it should in, in society. Um, let's talk about my actual tradition that I do after I lose a pet. And so this is, it's a really personal tradition, guys. I'm sharing it with you guys in the hopes that it might help someone that might be struggling right now. So it may or may not help you, but this is what really seems to help me and my fiance when we're going through the experience of losing one of our beloved companions. And so it's a simple process, um, but it helps us go through the grief in a more healthy way, if that makes sense. So here's our process. So so with Frodo and Bonbon, bon, those are the two that I will use as an example. Frodo was my 15 and a half year old soul dog. He was a Westie that had chronic bronchitis and then hemangiosarcoma um, towards the end of his life. And that was eventually what ended up taking him. Um, and Bonbon bon was this old geriatric Maltese that we had that had all sorts of conditions as well. But with both of them, we ended up having them humanely euthanized at our homes. And the night that we actually have our dog euthanized, we're a mess and we're allowed to be a mess. And we don't really plan anything for that night because to be honest, we can't really function that night. There's just no functioning like a normal human that night. Usually we're so distraught with grief. So after that night though, what I'll usually do is I will clear my schedule. So I will do whatever it takes to get myself off the books. I'll trade shifts if I have to. I'll request PTO. I'll just do whatever it takes to really get myself off the books because I'm usually not, I will not be able to focus like I should the next day, for example, especially, or those next few days. So I'll do what I can. It's kind of hard for me to get time off as a vet because I have appointments with clients, but I'll really do what I can. And my work is wonderful. They always work with me. So I'll do what I can to clear my schedule. And I suggest you guys do the same thing um, if you can. Okay. So we do our best to clear our schedule. After we do that, we will usually plan on a night, a special night for us to spend together to talk about the pet that we just lost. And so for example, with Frodo, I lost Frodo on a Wednesday and on Friday night, uh, my fiance and I decided to spend the night kind of just like discussing our feelings on it and, and kind of going through our process. So what we usually do is we end up picking that night and then we go to the grocery store. And at the grocery store, we've got 
three things that we're looking for. The first thing is we're looking for dinner and we will either, we can pick a fancy dinner that we want to make that night. Um, or we can just do like a frozen pizza. It doesn't really matter. It's whatever we're in the mood for. And then we will pick a bottle of wine. And then we do the most important part of the tradition, which is we buy as many flowers as we can carry out of that store that represent that dog. So usually for both Frodo and for Bon Bon, those flowers were these white roses. So we love the white roses. We picked white, white flowers that we found and we bought as many as we could and we carried them out of the store. Um, and we're usually showing up to the grocery store with like, you know, hats on and like sunglasses and our sweats. We do not look like, like people that are in a good place when we're going there. We get our three things and then we head home. And what we'll usually do that evening is we will spend the night making our dinner having some wine, setting up the flowers in our, on our, usually in our dining room. And we will sit and we'll have our dinner and we will talk about all the things that we miss so much about that dog that we just lost and all the great things that we had from having them in our life and anything goes. And to be honest, we're both usually bawling during this dinner, as you can imagine, and that's totally okay. And we're allowed to say anything that we want. You know, I felt empty and completely lost when I lost Frodo, um, who had been with me through my twenties and my early thirties. He literally moved across the country with me. He lived in five different States with me and he was like, you know, my ride or die dog. He was there with me at all times. He was there when I got into vet school. He was there when I went to vet school, he was there for everything he was there. My dad got sick. There's nothing that dog wasn't there for in my life. And so, you know, I had very, upsetting feelings after losing him. And I can say, you can basically at this dinner, anything really goes, you can say whatever you want. So we'll talk it out during dinner. And then we have our dinner. We end up finishing that. And then we usually end up watching Netflix or something like that. We're both usually still crying during that. The whole point of this whole thing, and that's most of the tradition for us. And then we actually will meet up once a week and do this so that we can keep having like a little bit of an outlet to talk to each other. Because after that, we essentially have to go back to work and try to be a normal person again while while still dealing with a lot of really um you know upset feelings just like you do when you lose anyone in your life and so we plan on these conversations usually once a week during that first month we can do it more frequently if we want to and then after that we um are just open and honest with each other if we're ever just sad or just struggling after that and the other thing that I really love about this tradition is that those beautiful flowers that we picked for our lovely kind of celebratory dinner of that pet, those flowers are around the entire rest of the week. And as many of you guys know who have been through this before, that first week is so hard without them. Um, you're thinking about them nonstop and they're just this beautiful reminder of the beautiful dog that you just lost. Um, and I loved having them around the house for that first week afterwards, because to be honest, it really just feels like they're still really just there that first week in particular. I remember with Frodo, I swore that for the first week I could hear, I could still hear him pitter pattering around the house, which is really difficult for me to share with you guys, but it's the truth. I felt like I could still hear him at times. And I'm sure it was just my mind playing tricks on me, but you know, that first week is really, is really hard. And that's, just the whole point of that. Um, and those flowers are beautiful. So to conclude, that process has been really helpful for us. And the reason why it's so helpful and the reason why I wanted to share it with you is that grief is very isolating. 
I always worried that I would just bring everybody down around me. And so I didn't want to talk about it with people. I also got to the place where, you know, I couldn't really talk about it at work because if I started talking about it or thinking about it, I'd start crying. And I can't be crying going into exam rooms to see my patients. So, you know, those are the, that's just how my fiance and I decided to actually do our grief process. We then generally decide what we're going to do with the ashes. Um, we'll usually get them cremated and brought back to us and we'll decide kind of what we want to do with them. So that is our process. I know that it doesn't sound like a really big thing for a lot of people, but it's very simple. And it is something that, like I said, it really helps prevent you from feeling isolated when you're going through this really difficult process. And it's helped us deal with things uh, as healthy as we possibly can when we're trying to cope with the loss of a beloved family member. So that's it guys. I hope that was helpful for you. If any of you guys are going through this, um, I will put in the show notes, some great resources for you. Um, and I'll list some right here that I know. So lap of love L A P. So the lap of love is a wonderful company that actually does in-home euthanasias. And they also have a pet loss hotline. So if you're actually struggling with this, you can call their hotline. I believe that it's free. There's also, if you guys are online and on social media, there is on Instagram, there's um, a doctor, a psychologist uh, named Dr. Katie Lawler, who's fantastic. I hope to have her on the show soon. Her handle is at Pet Loss Psychologist. And she actually works with another organization and they host like pet loss grief groups. So you can contact out reach out to her and contact her about looking for a pet loss grief group if you need some support and some people to actually talk to about it. And so those are two really great resources, but I'll, I'll try to list some more in the show notes for anyone that's actually going through this. I hope that was helpful to you guys. And I'm thinking about all of you, if you guys are going through this, or if you're just trying to prep for it, I'm thinking about you too. If you guys have any more questions, go ahead and just, um, you can always shoot me an email at seniordogdoc at gmail.com or just visit our website and leave us a comment there at seniordogrevolution.com. And that is it, guys. I hope you all are having a wonderful week and I look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks so much. All content on Senior Dog Revolution is for informational purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for any type of professional veterinary advice for your pet. Your dependence on the content of any information found on Senior Dog Revolution is at your own risk as nothing discussed or mentioned here can replicate a true doctor-patient relationship between yourself and a veterinarian. As always, for veterinary care and advice for your pet, please see your veterinarian.